Hello everybody, and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host, Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. This week, why this very day this episode comes out, is March the 10th. And March the 10th is Mario Day, because MAR10 looks a little bit like Mario. What else can we watch but the Super Mario Brothers film, Super Mario Bros.? Joining me as always, we have someone who has seen the film and someone who has not, I guess who has not seen the film, uh, making a face like she slightly regrets being here, <laughs> it's Kato Sullivan. I don't regret being here, I just... Mm. <laughs> that, that reasoning was maybe yep. not, not, not great. Maybe you should watch the film first. Maybe I should watch the film first, and I have this gut feel I might be pulling that face a not insignificant amount. That's fair. Uh, happy Mario Day. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so you've not seen this film? No, I have not. What do you know about it? Um, well... I know it has been turned into a many of many a meme, according to my partner. Um, I know that it came out in a time when, like, there was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film around the same time that apparently also wasn't very good. Other than that, uh, I know about the extent about the Mario universe of games I have played. But mm. that's it. That's that's all I got. Well, that's yeah. the other thing I want to ask: is where are you in in your Mario gaming? Is is, is Mario and that series of Games. Just a bajillion games. Is is that a big part of your your entertainment? I think it was one of the games that I first played, and mm. it's something that I am playing again now because I own a Switch. Mm. But it, I sort of, through high school and uni, dropped off of the gaming thing in and got back into film and movie and stuff. Right. So there's a bunch that I've never played, but I'm currently playing the new one, the 3D uh, one, the exact title of which. I. I'm playing Bowser's Fury, actually, right now, but it's the one that's packaged with the three. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. Well, luckily joining us, we have someone who has seen the film. Uh, it's a happy Mario day to Simon Haynes. Hello. It's a me. Uh, uh, Mario, what are you doing here? Wait, that's Simon doing a voice. That is me doing a voice. I am a Mario cosplayer. Yes. Uh, this is something that I was kind of excited about <laughs> when I realized that we were going to be doing this film was, Simon, you have cosplayed as uh, the titular Mario Mario on many I occasions. I have. I've done... This is actually my first Mario costume was the movie costume. I've done three different variants of the game version as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I... Do you like this character? And I do it for charity and stuff. Yes. Uh, so, this film, though, which, <laughs> uh, which and that, that, that chuckle of foreboding is kind of what I want to get at. What, what okay. can people like Kate who've not seen this film, what can they expect? <sighs> okay. Um, the movie is about a, a tyrant businessman with weird hair who has somehow managed to destroy the whole world and has his seemingly destroying the environment with this fungus that's spreading like crazy and killing people. Mm. And it's also about the two plumbers. Yeah, I know. It's funny because the actual movie is somewhat seems to be a bit more political now than it has been when it was first released. It also just... That synopsis does not make me think of Mario Yeah, at all. okay. Mm. That's the thing. If you've ever played a Mario game, don't worry. It has nothing to do with the Mario games. Right. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Not that, that Mario's games have plot. Luigi, Luigi's Mansion has a plot. I mean, that's a Luigi. Yeah. yeah. But no, like, overarching storyline or, you know, character arcs or anything like that. They're just dumb fun games and they are great. But this movie is insane mm. it's i should clarify i love this film it's not good it's not great it's fun okay. but it's not mm. really good and in terms of your mario game playing history um where, where are you at simon oh, i don't own a switch so the last game i really played was oh god i don't even know how many wii u so it had to be mario galaxy 2 the last time i got really hardcore into it mm. uh, that was a few years ago but like i've played yeah, pretty much all of them mm. since then. Mario Kart's, the sports games, all sorts of them. Yeah, mm. 100%ed at least one or two of those. Uh, Mario 64s and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Excellent. And I should say for myself, I played one of the very early ones on a, on a SNES that we mm. had when I was about five or six. And then basically nothing uh, <laughs> until Mario Kart. Oh, wee! Uh, which I bloody love. I it's really, great really love that game. And uh, have, have yeah. So for me, Mario is is a race car driver. That's basically <laughs> this whole thing. Um, well, there is a racing moment in this game. Mm. 
spoilers. Oh, game film. A uh, game film. Film yeah. game. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I've had a long day watching it's a right. lot of horror films today. Mm. And now you're about to watch the most horrible of all. <laughs> it's the most horrific movie of all. <laughs> well, with that being said, shall we watch Super Mario Bros? Yeah, let's do yes. It. Okay, for those of you who are listening at home, pop in those DVDs, load up those streaming services, and grab yourself a one-up mushroom as we watch Super Mario Bros. Welcome back, everybody. We have just finished watching Super Mario Bros, and I'm joined once again by <laughs> Simon Haynes <laughs> and Kato Sullivan. What did I just watch? <laughs> well, that's the question I have for you, Kate. As our first-time viewer who hadn't seen the film before, what did you think of Super Mario Bros? <laughs> what did I just watch? <laughs> like, I mean, there is a plot sort of mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. there's some very clear we're making a nod to the game but in a way that doesn't resemble the, the game, game. <laughs> and there's some just general what <laughs> that's that's about what i've got um so this this was not the first time i've watched it i've i had when i was watching this i remembered i definitely watched this as like a five-year-old like like <laughs> And as a five-year-old, I probably went, well, that was fun, but it obviously didn't stick around in the memory long. No. <laughs> Watching this now as um, someone who's considerably older than a five-year-old, um, I, I have very similar thoughts of going, oh, they're on a mattress toboggan now. Oh, okay. Um, oh, oh we're, we're on a fungus trampoline. Yeah. Oh, okie dokie. I haven't watched this movie in about 10 years, and even some of this I've forgotten how mm. Stupid this movie is, but I still love it. It also like moves really fast, yeah, and then really slow for a chunk, and you're like, I'm lost because I missed stuff in the fast bit. Yeah, yeah, it's it is it is choppy. I think is probably a a really good. So so sort of like the the coming into this film, you knew that it wasn't going to be a good film, or that it was probably going to be bad. I knew that it had. There were memes about this film And therefore (laughs) Either that means It's going to be really really good In which case I feel like I probably would have seen it by now Yeah Like actively would have seen it by now Mm. Or it was just going to be A dumpster fire And I mean it wasn't a total dumpster fire There are a couple of actors Who do a very good job (laughs) I did say at the beginning This is not a good film Mm. But it is a fun film Yeah I, I, okay, you know, let's let's focus on the good things because mm. this this is not like a film that none of us are sat here. We, we might be going, "What did we just watch?" But we're not going, "Why did we watch that?" Oh my god, that was just an awful experience. There were, I mean, it wasn't an awful experience. No. I'm still a bit like, what, "Did I need to watch it?" Yeah, there, there's enjoyable bits though. Yeah, um, I'm I'm going to start with one of the things I really enjoyed, which was the the uh, set dressing the set design mm. even cool. though it didn't necessarily have a unified sort of theme um it it did feel like they went to another dimension mm. they absolutely nailed it being a place that was not our world mm. and i i really enjoyed that i categorized i said this while we were recording or not recording i said this while we were um, watching. watching the film i categorized this film as a bad movie with Great aesthetics, great props, great costumes, great set designs. It's a great looking film. Mm. There's just not the script there, and some of the acting's very dodgy, except for one. Mm. There is, yeah, which, which I can guarantee is my favorite part about this one. I was gonna yeah. say, I'm surprised you didn't start off with Fiona Shaw. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I was thinking about Dennis Hopper, but um, Dennis Hopper, but, but Fiona Dennis Shaw, Hopper. yeah. Um, some of the acting in this is good, I, and on the good. On the very yeah. good scale, Fiona Shaw. Fiona as, Shaw, yeah. I mean... Having the time of her life. She, she had to be having the best time on that yes. set because she gets some great lines, some great fun moments of, I'm just going to pull the best facial expressions, some great costume, some hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like... The hair journey is incredible. The hair journey is um, the time. And yeah, you, her, her costumes were 
banging. Like mm, they yeah. were incredible. I think literally the first time we saw her, I was like, wow. that costume's rad. And then it just progressed. I was like, yep, and that one. Every scene. I'd wear that one. If you <laughs> like, only know Fiona Shaw from Harry Potter, watch this movie. Mm. Or just watch more Fiona Shaw oh, in yeah. lots of things. She is superb, yeah. but in this, she's sort of playing like a... Like almost like a sort of like sexy Margaret Thatcher kind yes. of like. It's not a sentence. Yeah, no, I, I didn't want to that say wasn't, that. That wasn't a sentence that really existed until The Crown. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, yeah, there's this. There's, she's got this whole, and it's partly just because she has sort of similarish facial, facial features. But I also think it's partly interesting when you compare that to Dennis Hopper, mm. who is his his Cooper character pretty clearly based on a certain former US president uh, <laughs> who's also a you know real estate mogul and um, probable criminal um, in, in his... alleged I think is the uh, suffix you're yeah. sorry prefix you're probably looking for there, yeah, to, sorry. Avoid, to avoid all legal trouble true true alleged, alleged. yeah alleged president Donald Trump <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it is fascinating looking at Looking at it from a, a, a an early 2020s perspective, mm. and it was something you flagged up, Simon, yeah. is it's really interesting that they've gone for this this aesthetic of the sort of kind of creepy, awful New York millionaire billionaire <laughs> in a way that I think very few other films from that time or even since have really captured because people always reference Biff Tanner from Back to the Future 2 mm. when he gets all the wealth from the, the sports magazine uh, betting time travel thing but comparing that to what Dennis Hopper's doing in this that feels like a pale imitation he's he's just playing Donald Trump I'm going to show my research here I pretty much stole that all heartily from a YouTube video called Someone News the Movie by um, Cody Johnson where he pretty much just just before the 2020 uh, election, he basically did this movie-length uh, YouTube video where he was just started talking about how Donald Trump just inspired all these movie villains and it's mm. kind of rambling. And yeah, this is one of the movies that gets name-checked along with Back to the Future, uh, Time Cop. And it's like about uh, a dozen films like mm. from the 80s and 90s, which is pretty clearly, this is Donald Trump. Mm. Hollywood knows this guy's a scumbag. I also think it's really interesting that you start the film with a guy who is a real estate mogul mm. yeah. who feels just like so normal by the end of the film. Yeah. <laughs> because you've gone on this journey of the the tyrant. And that's partly because you get Dennis Hopper to play it. Now yeah. now Dennis Hopper <laughs> we, we've done a few films of his, you know, Waterworld, he's Waterworld he's he's off off the <laughs> wall insane like um but he's he's got a like real focused intensity in this mm. in a way that made me very uncomfortable at yeah. certain points <laughs> but, like... but I think that's kind of incredible that mm. there is acting which I'm going to say his acting is really good um, mm. and he he's he is perfect for this film and aside from him Fiona Shaw I don't know that anyone else is 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 perfect for this film those two seem to really get what they were in I think John Leguizamo does a really good job mm. of a script that doesn't Give him anything. Give him much yeah. to play. I mean, yeah. That's not to say that, like, yeah, uh, um, he or Bob Hoskins do a bad job. But, but you're right. They, they've sort of they're doing. They're a suffering lot. from the script. Like, I think mm. if anyone walks into this film expecting it to be anything like the games, mm. y- like it's not because I, those I'm, and those characters don't even resemble. Mm. I'm fairly the positive Bob Hoskins wouldn't even know what the game, video, uh, no. what a video game was when he went into this. But even the script doesn't lend it to that either. No. So I, I think no. that. You know, the villains, you're like, yeah, we, we need a villain. We can kind of have mm. who we want. It's going to yeah. be fun. Even Iggy and Spike. Yeah. Who were just good little, like, uh, sort of Zani type uh, <laughs> idiots bouncing off one another. Even um, when they become, quote unquote, advanced evolutions, yeah. they're still bumbling morons, and I love it. Yeah. Um, morons with a big vocab. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She's corpulent. Yeah, corpulent. Yeah. Well, yeah. it is revealed later on in the film they're actually working for the king. So, yeah. how much of this was an oh, act? Was was that in there? I yes, did not catch that. Is it's a blink and you say. miss it moment. I forgot until they said it in dialogue. But I don't know. Like, I don't know that I ever believe that that's the case. Yeah, I think I, it's one I, of those things that they I say to Daisy, and you just kind of like, yeah, I grok that. What? 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, they did start helping her. And I was like, okay, cool. It was the moment just before where they led uh, Daisy to meet her father. Oh, right. Running down the hallway after we uh, fire extinguisher the back of <laughs> Toad. Toad. Yeah. And that's just it. There's This movie is dense, both in content and in thought. It, it, it is... <laughs> It is just so packed with with just stuff that's happening. This film starts with the kind of bad, (laughs) like, cartoon of, like, some dinosaurs. The video game opening. Yeah, and I I, I had to remind myself that, yeah, Jurassic Park came out that same year. And it's just not fair. (laughs) I mean, I will will say, um, little Yoshi does credit to the Jurassic Parky feel like yeah. thing but the opening and the some of the rest of it yeah I, I can't not. remember but I think the um, puppet was done by like ILM or something that like that was yeah. it was I think it, it was done by the same yeah. studio yeah and that's a that is a marvelous puppet that is it an is. excellent puppet yeah the Yoshi puppet was was pretty strong the, the Gumba sort of face oh. animations were good mm. even if aesthetically I was like I'm not a big fan of this look no. head. yeah mm. but but they were still good like in terms of you're watching it not going ah it's just a bit of rubber flapping up and down it's one of the scenes is when you divorce this movie from the idea of mario brothers the Mm. franchise the games and all that Mm. as a standalone property if this didn't have mario attached to it Mm. it would be a phone wrong yeah there's a small problem with that the problem is yeah it's it's still attached to super mario everyone's coming into this going oh mario film Mm. and it's just not no it's it's just like it, it feels like i could almost if you even if you made this the Mar- if you made Luigi and Mario one person yeah. and called this the Nintendo film yeah. and chucked a bunch of other references in it, yeah. it, would, it would actually be like you could throw some extra random references mm. to yeah. other Nintendo things and it would be fine. Well, there was a cartoon series called Captain N the Game Master, which was essentially that. It was basically the Nintendo cartoon with Nintendo things, which no Mario because it was a Mario cartoon mm. and a Zelda cartoon. No, Zelda was in Because, like, Zelda, um, there's. I think it's in Link's Awakening, which is... There's a bunch of references to Mario and other mm. things in that, which yeah. feels correct. And that's... <laughs> I had fun with it. But um, movies have their own rights yeah. issues, so yeah. Yeah. So, I'm trying to remember the plot. I'm trying to piece it together. <laughs> so, so from, but, my, from what I understood the yeah. plot to be, having seen it precisely once, <laughs> it is Daisy, who we meet at the start as a... I say paleontologist, don't know that she ever technically says anything other than that she's digging up dinosaur bones. Which uh, yeah, she she's works a in a bone pit. In a bone pit. Yeah. She's a student in a bone pit. Yeah. Um, so she is uh, Daisy the princess from the other dimension with the yeah. tiny bit of meteorite that mum dropped, dropped her off on the doorstep at the very, very beginning in a pod. Mm-hmm. And then she gets kidnapped because they need the bit of meteorite to... Break to connect the two worlds so that yeah, King it's, Cooper can take I think over in, the world. Yeah, it's basically the Witcher. They're going to do the conjunction <laughs> of the spheres, and then oh no, we can't let that happen because Daisy got kidnapped and Luigi's fallen in love with her after meeting her at a telephone box for thirty-five seconds. Mm. The nineties, and then we go on a we need to save Daisy. We need to save the world. Mm. Save the princess, save the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, God, that's an old reference. And, You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> and on top of that, trust the fungus. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Trust, trust <laughs> the fungus. The fungus. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's. It's it's just, it's so garbled. Now I, I feel like we're we're shifting over to the stuff that's not good about this film. No, it's still the rest of your notes. It's it's. It's just very garbled. One of the things I really found that really didn't help for me was the score. Mm. Now, it's mm. it's Silvestri. Alan Silvestri is a great composer. Mm. And, like, I'm sure if I took this music out and just listened to it independent of the film, it would be fine. But it just added this, this sort of freneticness to it, which I get because they were going for this kind of, like, almost hyper-real weirdness. But it just made it too confusing. You also didn't have enough moments of... Like, I mean, I joked about there being a moment of monologuing mm, half, mm. halfway through, but I'm like, we needed more quiet moments where the audience had time mm, to catch up and get it recapped for us. Yeah. Because there was so there's, much. There's no real breathing room in this film. Yeah. The first half an hour is only like first like act where the, 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 the setup for the movie... It just, yeah, it, it does feel a little bit meandering, but at the same time, it's like, it feels like that... Uh, yeah. It, this is one of those movies that's even hard to talk about sometimes because it just things just 
goes by so quickly you're just wondering how much stuff is actually stuck in your brain structurally it's very odd because it is Mm. slow until they go through to the other dimension basically Mm. and then it's so fast Mm. because it's almost like they took too much time setting up the Mario Brothers and Daisy and the feud with the Scarelli. Scarelli. Oh yeah, yeah. The um, the the, the real estate mogul got real... turned into a chimp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like too much time setting Monkey. up all of that to yeah. then put any time into mm. the stuff that is the complex stuff you needed to understand. Yeah, it almost felt like Anthony Scapelli was going to be part of this film, but it yeah. really wasn't. He was just sort of like there vaguely at the beginning as a threat, or maybe more just like. Our world's example of Cooper. Yeah, that's yeah exactly which I think it. is what he yeah. is. But but that's it, and it's almost like why did we need that? Did we why did that? we need to spend so much time with him? Yeah, I think it was a is is to use a Hollywood term, is to raise the stakes. It was the fact of like Scapelli is the thing that's pushing the plot forward regarding the meteorite and everything because like, they set up a time they set up a timeline. Sorry, not timeline. They set up a deadline. If you don't get out of here by the end of the night, we're blowing the, you know, they make the threat, they're going to blow it up. And so when the actual threat occurs with the piping, we need the plumbers. Sure, but we don't, like, there's no reason for us to know at the start that they're broke, they can barely pay their rent, that they miss out on a job because of this other corporation. It literally could be Luigi falls in love with girl on street, tries to help. Suddenly there's water everywhere. Oh, but they can fix it because they're plumbers. Like you yeah. don't need the chunk well, before that necessarily. How, how does how does plumbing work in New York in this era? Because I know, you know if you if I call a plumber and someone else turns up, I'd be going, "Who the hell are you?" Yeah, it's not, it's of, not a towing, tr- not a tow truck company. Yeah, <laughs> some sort of like plumbers with like hacking or phone tapping, <laughs> just like hang on, oh, we're gonna beat them to it. Let's go. Yeah. Um. Okay. Sometimes when we get you on this program, <laughs> we do a little we do a little segment called "What the Science." Now, yep. we spoke about this before off yep. off mic, and I said I wasn't going to "What the Science" you on this film mm. because there's what a bit? lot to choose. No, no, from. I think that's quite actually true. What, what the, the science? science? Yeah, <laughs> um, there are oh. numerous uh, scientific discrepancies. I think the two of you were were amused by my facial mm. expressions oh, at certain yes. points in this film, yeah. What I'd like to, I suppose, offer you in, the, in this in this mm. little segment now mm-hmm. is: is there any one particular area of science that was misused by this film that you would like to address? Because you've got a lot to choose from. I do. I mean, I'm not going to touch all of the problems with the paleontology in this film mm. because <laughs> I don't want this episode to go for a very long time. Thank you. I might just say that. Um, there, de-evolution and advancing <laughs> someone's evolution. <laughs> well, I'll give you an. I'll give you an out. This is an alternate dimension. We don't know how the science has evolved. Well, I'm, I'm also going to point out that there's no such thing as de-evolution because that's just evolution, but simplification. Yeah, I know. This is Hollywood science where it's all literally made the dumbest thing. I mean, possible. the console literally has evolution, evolution? de-evolution, de-evolution on the and also <laughs> normal. Run to the right, advance, and then to the left, create was it Cretaceous, um, Jurassic, Cretaceous and Jurassic, and it's like, yeah, I think Le- they also leaving have primordial. Yeah, leaving <laughs> alone. Oh, I like how there's just no variance between like you know normal and then sixty five thousand million BC or whatever it was. Yeah. So yeah, look, I mean, <laughs> if you're going to watch this film, be prepared to, if, and you are a science minded individual who cares mm. about this stuff. <laughs> Be warned. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, one, yeah. One thing I would like yeah. to ask, genuinely, in mm. a science way, is about the the thwompers, the the rocket boots they have. <laughs> yes. Um, given the way that they behave in this film, do you think that that would be physically possible the way it's demonstrated? So jetpacks are in the, like the sort of hover, move, drop yeah. thing is theoretically possible. Mm. As to whether you could do it in boot form is mm. trickier because. If something immediately pushes up on your feet, odds on your knees are going to buckle. So unless you are very familiar with using them and Mm. like, so Bertha, for example, might be quite adept at using the boots. Mm. The suddenly chuck them on and be able to bounce around everywhere aspect. Mm. It'd be like putting on roller skates if you've never roller skated before or trying to use a skateboard as an escape Mm. if you've never skateboarded before. Right? It's not so much that the idea of them isn't there, mm. but the the way it works. Yeah, would it would putting them on the feet be 
more problematic than putting them, say, on the back. But partly, yeah. just partly because of like the center of gravity. Exactly. So, yeah. so the problem is that like the reason that a jetpack is often a pack is because it moves the majority of your weight. Mm-hmm. Sure, you might sort of flail around and look a bit like a noodle, but mm. your That's whole self you're is going to have to pay. Your whole self is going to go around. Yeah. On the other hand, if your feet leave the ground before the rest of you, I mean, anyone who's slipped over mm. has has done an. Um, you know. I will give one caveat to that, and that's Iron Man, not the not the car, not the movie. No, 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 no. no. Um, Adam, Adam Savage did a TV series called Adam, uh, called Savage Builds, where yes. he built a real life Iron Man, and they actually did a thing where they rigged it so they could propel by the feet and maneuver which is fine but you've got to specifically build something yeah. for that purpose so, which yeah. the sort of just boots is a different thing to like yeah. a but suit it, with mm. yeah. an actual pack is still much better yeah yeah. the, the Rocketeer is a definitely a better example it's the equivalent mm. of having parachute shoes like yeah. would you choose parachute shoes or would you choose a parachute yeah like, yeah. yeah yeah. excellent excellently put um, <laughs> the, there are some some moments that are, that are a bit fun um, we, we mentioned the tobogganing down the ice pipes <laughs> and that was really the moment where I just went okay sure uh, but that was a fun sequence um, I, I do also want to just give a little shout out to the the other sequence that made me sort of just temporarily forget that I had a brain which was making the Goombas dance in the elevator so much. and yeah you you absolutely did love it yeah. Simon it's so stupid I love it I just it. love that it comes back at yeah. the end <laughs> that was nice <laughs> I was not, make people feel clever. Yeah, I was not expecting that. I was almost, I was almost <laughs> expecting like most other things in this film. They just and I, wrote it and down. I had to say, like, like, no, no, no. Let it go. Leave it. Let it, let it sink in just how stupid this is. Yeah. I don't know. Tiny walk, walking bomb mm. is possibly no, the, I love the stupid... The, it's just going to go mm. forever. And it's got this little rebox. <laughs> little rebox. Fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah. This is not a good film. But, it no. is, but, it, but I'm... I, I didn't love it. No. I, I probably didn't even like it, but I, I didn't actively dislike it. And I think that th- there is obviously a... There's a kernel of something in this idea and this production team that I can see why it was made. Mm. I can see why this team worked together on it. I can see why they put the people in it that they put in it. Mm. I just think that it was not a project that should necessarily have been made. Like I think yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, if you had a different script... And all of the same like stuff. Mm. I think you could make a really. good I film. almost think the ballsiest move they ever did with this movie was actually release it because I can't imagine anyone at Nintendo going, "Wow, this is exactly what we wanted for well, a Mario movie." I don't know if this is true, but what my partner said to me before I came here was that um, Nintendo basically hasn't let there be another yes film based on a Nintendo like franchised. Since game, this movie, since this film, yeah, also and remember, maybe you can see why. Yeah, you also got to remember, traditionally, video game movies have not fared very well and in box office. That's something I wanted to flag up as well. Is this was kind of pretty much the first video mm. game movie, and it didn't go well. And I'm wondering if that maybe more than anything else has sort of set up our our expectation that video games don't translate into good films often, because obviously after this you had the. Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat films. Mortal uh, Kombat would has fared a lot better over the years. Yeah, that's a bit more of a cult classic. But even that wasn't a box office success. Yeah. and then you have films like uh, Laura Croft, which did okay. That first Laura Croft with Angelina Jolie. Yeah, first, the first two, Tomb Raider went really well. Yeah, um, oh. but quite often, yeah, it, it does seem that our expectation is if it's based on a video game, well, it, it's. Probably I not would gonna say work with Tomb Raider, a lot of people didn't realise it was based on a video game. Well, they just saw Angelina Jolie and go, and, well, let's face it, boobs, and went, oh, I'm going to go watch that. They didn't well, see... Well, I, I went and watched it because I was like, oh, kick-ass female lead, yeah. yes. Yeah. They, but, you know, they didn't see it because Chris Barry was playing a butler. I was just about to say that. I went to go and see it because of bloody Rimmer. <laughs> yeah. Um, see, I mean, yes, but this kind of leads back to what I, I think I said at some point mm. earlier to both of you, that I think that... Luigi's Mansion 3, for example, would make a really good film mm. because it's got a linear storyline that makes sense mm. that you can basically transport from yeah. one to the other. Something like Tomb Raider, you kind of have a similar thing. It's a game where there is a singular linear like thread. Yeah. And we, we've seen that with more recent things like the Assassin's Creed film, mm. um, which even though that wasn't critically well received, that's got some some content there that could work in a film medium. I'm curious to see what Uncharted ends up being mm. like. Because that's essentially 
male Laura Croft, which was kind of essentially just Indiana Jones in a video game form. Well, even so, the Sonic movie is such a plug-and-play script. It has nothing to do with uh, Sonic the franchise at all. It's very much more like this, except sane. But I'll mm. sit here and say that you know the Pokemon films, Detective Pikachu, that was they're good. all they're based on they're like based on games mm. that people, and that's half the reason that people go and watch them. Yeah. I remember seeing the original Pokemon films in cinema because <laughs> I remember getting my shiny, sparkly Pokemon card from mm. my ticket. Oh, like, wonderful. you know. I, I, and I think that's interesting that Detective Pikachu came out two years ago now mm. and people went, wow. this is actually a good film. Mm-hmm. And we, we reviewed it on this program about a year ago and I was in the similar boat of going, that was a pretty good film like you know that kind of high pitched oh, like that oh, I'm surprised but yet yeah I still Pleasantly. prefer the lead cut of uh, Detective Pikachu have you mm-hmm. seen that one no I haven't it's uh, Ryan Reynolds leaked the cut up and sketch in quotations the cut of the movie and it's just Pikachu dancing on for 90 minutes right yeah. it's amazing oh but yeah I mean I think that's one of those things where they've taken a concept from a video game mm-hmm. and gone plonk Let's build an actual story mm, mm. where I think what this suffers from is we've taken too many things from the game, but we're yeah. not doing the game. Mm, we're mm. doing the equivalent of a Detective Pikachu, but it doesn't work because there's too many things being sort yeah. of... Yeah. That is how Hollywood used to do a lot of adaptations. They would always just buy, let's say, let's say a book. They would always buy the rights to a book. Mm. And what they really wanted was the rights to the character names and the titles and often the movies had nothing to do with the books. Mm. That was, that's a old Hollywood trope. It's more since, say, Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter where people expect a novel, a novel turned into a movie to be faithful. Mm. That oh, see, never used to happen. Old Sherlock Holmes films and stuff too, though. Yeah. Like, you get the same... Like Adaptation's always going to happen. It's just that usually yeah. when something's as popular, you know, they try and keep it as faithful. But when you've got no plot, like Mario didn't really have plot until maybe... But we I don't, don't even get, like, Galaxy? some of the characters that we... that I would walk into a film about Mario and expect Peach to be in the film. Yeah. Mm. And, like, Daisy is fine. Yeah. yeah. But that's not who I expected to have in this film. Mm. So I'm just going to do my mental timer because Peach was in the games, but like... Uh... By, by this point, yes, she was. Mm. But, but yeah, obviously, but... as you were saying when we were watching, she's not the original princess. Yeah. So, so... D- Daisy was a character because uh, Daisy got introduced in yeah, Mario she's... Brothers 2. Mm. Super Mario Brothers 2. So it's one of the things where I think they just went, we can't use Peach because that's just a dumb name but you make it a la- but you make it her last name that like it's was, not that was the dumb name yeah, that yeah. Was like, <laughs> no because peach's real name is peach toadstool sure fine so. but not the point like <laughs> the point is that you don't as we can see yeah. you don't have to stay and, like but also like the some of those adaptations like toad not being yeah. a mushroom person when we have mushroom people in this film well, like toad being a guy well, with a kind of dumb haircut also yeah. toad being Tall? Yeah. I'm yeah. like, no, Toad yeah. is little. That's yeah. the whole, like... Yeah. yeah. But even Mario is short when he's put up against a regular-sized, um, uh, body-proportional-sized mm. human. Yeah. He's just tiny. But, you know, Bob Hoskins spent most of this film next to John Leguizamo. Yeah. So he, they kind of got that in a little bit. Although I did love, yes, um, <laughs> Mario and his son, effectively, <laughs> yeah. rather than the brothers. Like, yeah. mm. I think they have to keep reminding the audience that these two are brothers. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like, you just look and go, no, no, mm. no, 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 no. Yeah, like, big, well, big, big age gap. Big between, age gap, between, like literally, like the receding hair, hair on. No, no offense to Bob Hoskins, but that receding hairline. You're just looking at that half the half the film because mm. he doesn't have his cap on till mm. literally the end, and you're just going, they're not brothers. It's just like yeah. how the he- who thought this was gonna work? I mean, I will say I am glad that they did end up in the in the colors that we traditionally yeah. associate yeah. with them. And they're sort of little I nods. Love that, but... I love that costume, and, and I do actually have a photo of me in it. Ooh, excellent! It's not there's not many photos of me in this costume. It, it was failed. Not many people took photos of me, but um. Right. Sure, that can go up on the. I can absolutely go up on the social. But I was going, I'll, I'll show it all. Oh, oh yeah, nice. that's a good that's a good likeness. I don't know yeah. if you can see it, but. I did make the Thwomper. Oh, he nice. did. Very authentic Thwompers. Lovely yes. stuff. Yeah. Unfortunately, he didn't survive the con. That's fair. Yeah. So, it happens. And yeah. I threw him, finally threw out the, the surviving pieces last year. Mm. I'll plan to remake them, though. Would you guys like some trivia about the Mario Brothers film? I yes, would please. I love some. 
Okay, all of this trivia is sourced from IMDb, so if it's not true, don't blame me. During a chase scene, Bob Hoskins broke his finger when the van's door slammed on his hand. For the rest of the film, Hoskins is wearing a cast that was painted pink to look like his hand. In addition to breaking his finger, Hoskins recalled that he was stabbed four times, electrocuted, and nearly drowned. And that's just what happened to me, he said, in a quote. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think we've said that, you know, Fiona Shaw might be the only one who had an actually good time on this set. Yeah, Yeah, when they get, they they got wet quite a lot in this film, and that's just not fun to do. Dennis Hopper up to his neck in mud, like, just... That could be fun, though, yeah. I just think it would be cold. Hours at a time. That that, that kind of thing, they usually will heat it literally for for Mm. law. Sorry, they would... Now, and, no. yeah. <laughs> my question is, well, it also depends on how long they were and when I, they were filming too. Yeah, yeah. a lot of that stuff is usually heat. Not, not the like the, when they're dumping water on. I'm talking about the Dennis Hopper thing. They yeah. probably went, mm. no, this is Dennis Hopper. He'll probably murder us if this is cold. Yeah, uh, Bob Hoskins didn't know that the film he was making was based on a video game until his son asked him what film he was working on. When Hoskins mentioned the title, his son recognized it and showed him the game on the <laughs> Nintendo he had. So he probably was like, what, I'm playing this Jumpin' Man? Well, that's the funny thing. Mario's original name was Jumpin' Man. Indeed. In the seminal classic Donkey Kong. In his 2007 autobiography, John Leguizamo states that he and Bob Hoskins hated working on the film and would frequently get drunk to make it through the experience. Tracks. That tracks. Like, Mm. yeah. Yeah, I reckon the filmmakers are also on cocaine. Yeah. Both men apparently knew the movie would turn out bad, so they simply tried to make the best of it. Yeah. He also stated he felt one of the biggest reasons the movie turned out the way it did was because the directors wanted a more adult film, while the studio, considering the source material, were looking for a children's film. And I think mm-hmm. we sort of mentioned that there were points. It was like, this is a children's film? Like, yeah. it just didn't feel... <laughs> that disco and... There's suspenders and leather and I mean, stockings and... I mean, oh even my. just Bertha in general, but like, I yes. think there's... I don't think if I'd watched, I mean, I was four or five when this film came out. I don't know that I would have followed it yeah. at all. Well, and I, I don't know that my brother, who was 12 yeah. years older than me, would have followed it Well, I watched, I watched it at four and five, and I do not remember this film almost in its entirety. The thing that sparked my memory was when they finished the cop car chase and they were caught in the fungus, mm. which kind of looks like this like mozzarella cheese thing <laughs> around them. And I remember seeing that and going, oh, that's, that's what I remember this from. Um, mm. Yeah, so I, it, it left no impact. Mm. Just and fungus. I would not have been able to follow it no. at all. I was... I, saw, I think I saw... Okay, so I definitely didn't see this in the movies. I think I saw this on VHS when it first came out. So mm. this must have been about 1994. Right. Uh, okay, here's my big confession time. I did say I was a Mario cosplayer, and I've shown photographic proof of that. Mm. I used to hate Mario. What? I, uh, yeah. Uh, I it's was a him, a, Mario. How can you I, hate that guy? Because uh, I was a dumb teenager, and I, I kind of put my faith in Sonic, and Sonic was rad and cool, and Mario sucked. Yeah, Sonic's fast. Sonic's... You gotta go fast, man. And uh, no, yeah. man, you gotta I trust actually, the fungus. It was... <laughs> It was actually this movie that got mm. me into Nintendo. Oh, nice. A little bit of deep okay. for everyone, folks. Excellent. Uh, so it's just one of the things I forgot all about that by the time I came. I was like, oh, yeah, I do genuinely like this film, but I will fully admit it's not good. Mm. <laughs> Dennis Hopper described the film's production as follows. Quote, it was a nightmare. Very honestly, that movie. It was a husband and wife directing team who were both control freaks and wouldn't talk before they made decisions. <clears throat> Anyway, I was supposed to go down there for five weeks and I was there for 17. It was so over budget, end mm. quote. Which makes sense. Like, that looks like an over budget I will, film. I will mm. say at least that overblown budget ended up on screen. Like, mm. just. Yeah. Yeah. And Bob Hoskins, uh, in an interview in 2011, was uh, similarly dismissive. And I'm going to read. Uh, I'm going to read it exactly as Bob Hoskins said it. So, in, in, the, in his British accent or in the Brooklyn accent? Oh, which would you prefer? Oh, I can't like the Brooklyn. Okay, well, I can't do either, but okay. I'll give it a crack. <laughs> how, how does he speak again? Hey, what, what, yeah. what he, you talking about? Like, Because okay. he's a bit of a cockney. Uh... Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll read it in a, the vaguest of Brooklyn accents. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> it was a f-ing nightmare. The whole experience was a nightmare. It had a husband and wife directing team whose arrogance had been mistaken for talent. 
After so many weeks, th their own agent told them to get off the set. F***ing nightmare. F***ing idiots. End quote. I really hope when you censor that, you use like a Mario Pabing or a bloop. Oh. Or... I will. I will have to. Because yeah. <laughs> this is a PG. Oh and... man! It yeah. I mean, I think it is one of those moments where there are some some actors in this who mm. were probably only down there for a week, like Bertha, because she's clearly in the same costume the yeah. entire time. She's like I'm down there for a week, and I'm gone. They probably had a grand time. No, yeah. I think she has two different costumes, but yeah, they look. So the, the, I feel like there's one with a coat and one yeah. without. And it's basically yeah. Yeah. the stacked version. Yeah. But the the point I'm making is more I, that I um, do love the costume design in this movie. Yeah. It's so good. But like they probably have a different memory to the leads who yeah. have this like five weeks becomes seventeen weeks is well, just that's it. You got to remember like because uh, they're in so much the majority of the scenes. Yeah, Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo, Dennis Hopper, Fiona Shaw probably not quite as much, but even Samantha Mathis is probably because mm. she's in so much of these scenes. Those probably four actors probably were just living in hell. Oh, yeah. and um, the the other oh, two, the actors Fisher who Stevens were inside and the, suits. the other yes. guy who can never remember. Yeah, the Grimba suit. Sorry. The de-evolution guns. And I don't know why yes, they... I know this. I don't know why they didn't just call them devolution. They're, su they're super scopes. They're two they super are. scopes to put together. I do own two super scopes. I was going to put them together for my prop and I never got around to it. Yeah. The de-evolution guns seen at the end of the film are repainted versions of the Super Nintendo light gun accessory, the super scope. Yeah. Which is just wonderful. Yeah. I I've done my research. <laughs> uh, Dennis I Hopper explained why he did the film, saying, quote... I made a picture called Super Mario Bros and my six-year-old son at the time, he's now 18, I mean, um, he's now older than that, mm. uh, but uh, he said, Dad, I think you're probably a pretty good actor, but why did you play that terrible guy King Cooper in the Super Mario Bros? And I said, well, Henry, I did it so that you could have shoes. And he said, Dad, I don't need shoes that badly. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, shout out to that kid, because, yeah. Mm. Ouch. Yes. A couple of uh, potential alternate casting mm -hmm. options. Um, for the role of Luigi, and I really would have loved to have seen this, but I'm also kind of glad it didn't happen. Go on. They were considering Tom Hanks. Well, at least the age would have matched. Yeah, I, I, like, mm. part of me is like, yeah. I, also, it would have felt less poppy yeah. well, than it kind of did if, a lot. If, we, if mm. we actually roll back the clock to 1993... Tom Hanks was still a relatively young, up-and-coming actor. I mean, yep. he was known, but this was before his big dramatic push. Oh, I just meant that John Leguizamo looks like so, an infant in this film. Yeah. I think it would have, like... it probably would have visually looked better, but I think John Leguizamo just adds that energy to yeah. the role that I think really works. The reason they didn't choose him is mm. because of the failures of Turner and Hooch and yeah. Joe versus the Volcano. <laughs> That'd do it. And they believe it was believed at the time that he was no longer a box office draw. Yeah. Well, that changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because Philadelphia came out, what, the year after? Yep, 94 was yeah. that and Forrest Gump, same mm. year. Yeah. So... I uh, mean, look, I think, as I said, I think John Leguizamo does a great job of not much mm. to go with. He's one of those guys which you think of now, you think of the great roles he's done in like the last, say, 10, 15 years. And mm. he's a brilliant actor, but man, this era of John Leguizamo was just bad. Yeah. Um... Michael Keaton was approached to play Cooper. Ooh. Uh, but he passed on the role. He would have been good. I think he would have been good, but I think what we said before about how Dennis Hopper just is the correct yeah. person yeah. for that role. Um, I absolutely I'm, gl I'm in, glad we didn't get that. In the Ultimate Universe, uh, I'm dealing with that with my Robocop podcast, because, plug, um, Michael Keaton is the bad guy in the remake, mm -hmm. and Rock Keaton's like one of the only good things in the remake of Robocop. Yeah. Like, as the villain. So I could see him doing it. It'd be a completely different vibe, though. Yeah. It would be, like, total. And I think you wouldn't want to base it mm. off of no. He Who Shall Not Be Named if that's the. Yes. Like. Lord Voldemort? That's true. Yes. The other actor who turned down the role was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Good. <laughs> <laughs> that would have just been an extra level of. Yeah, Mario. Mean, crazy. Arnie as um, the businessman at the beginning. Sure. Mm. Arnie as Cooper? Nah. Nah. Mm. Uh, Arnie as Mario. I want to see that. Yes. I mean, it's a me. <laughs> it's a me. Mario. Arnie as a Goomba? <laughs> like... mm, yeah, big ball. No, 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 no. Could have worked. Yeah. Um, Arnie as Peach. That's, that's what they should have done. Uh, one version of the script contained a potential cameo for Bruce Willis. Oh, God. Uh, what would have happened is... 
uh, he would have. Oh, I do remember that. He, he would have tunneled through the air ducts of King Cooper's castle in a spoof of his role from Die Hard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if that's what you're doing with it, yeah, I'm, I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. If that's if that's the reason why, yeah, no, okay. Yeah, okay. I'm a little sad it didn't happen. Yeah. According he... to John Leguizamo, the filmmakers hired actual strippers for the nightclub scene. <laughs> Tracks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Having but... recently worked on a, a fringe show with, with some, um, mm. yeah, tracks, and that feels appropriate. They mm. probably provide their own costume as well. Yeah. Um, allegedly, due to drinking on set, John Leguizamo was hit by a car and broke his leg. <laughs> um, you can see that he has a cast in some shots in the film. He certainly that. doesn't. There are, there are moments where his gait is not as fluid, mm. so that would, mm. that would track. Yeah. yeah. I probably that's probably one of the reasons why they went and did the uh, boots is so they could hire the cast. That's true. Yeah. Could have... No, I'm kidding. But yeah, but you I, could I, potentially I have a fact hide, on those boots, hide a cast under those boots, mm. or disguise a cast as one of those. Yeah. Boots. That's, that Jackie Chan. So again, Jackie Chan's done that several times. They've mm. painted up a cast to look like a sneaker so he can still perform. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Barry Moreau wrote a draft of this screenplay, but the producers felt that his draft was a little bit too much like his previous film, 1988's Rain Man. Uh, and indeed, the nickname for it was Drain Man. <laughs> I'm a very good plumber. I'm a very but good plumber. Just, I'm a very good plumber. Yeah, I, I cannot How imagine does... what that would have been. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now like, but it's it's easy. You... Mario takes Luigi to a casino. Yeah, but the question is: is is Dustin Hoffman Mario or is Tom Cruise Mario? That's the question. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman is Mario, and, and yeah. Tom Cruise is Luigi, just yeah. for fun. Yeah. No, I yeah. would love to see it the other way around. Yeah, <laughs> gotta gotta stop Cooper. Gotta gotta stop gotta, Cooper. Gotta stop. <laughs> for unknown reasons, the entire ending of this film had been cut for the Italian release. In this version, the film ends with the Gumbas dancing in queue outside the de-evolution machine, waiting to return to normal. Meaning they don't get any of the sort of like sad goodbye and they don't get the well, quick you've got to come back we're going to make a sequel ending they probably thing. went you know that little bit of Italian song, yeah yeah that, that's a bit offensive we're maybe cut that. but no one knows why it was cut hmm. it probably didn't test well they probably just had enough at that point <laughs> sorry you're implying that this film tested well <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh dear yeah uh, that was deliberate dig yeah and finally according to fantastically named Mojo Nixon, who uh, played Toad in this film. Mm. Uh, He's a punker. He, yeah, um, but he was cast um, because the production wanted an actual musician for the character, but their first choice of Tom Waits was unavailable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nixon's oh. agent pitched him to the casting uh, team as a third-rate Tom Waits for <laughs> half the price. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not going to lie. If you want someone who had fun in that film, yeah. Oh, yeah. he had fun in he that did. film. I, I do have one factoid. The mm-hmm. actual boots that the swamps were, they're actually snow uh, ski boots. That were re- that So right. just had little attachments on them. So that actual grid that's around the, yeah. the, mm-hmm. the calf of the foot, that's actually what the original boots looked like. Wow. That tracks, like, yeah. without, potentially without the, like, external casing yeah. on them. I've been trying to hunt me. them down for years in my size and no avail. Mm. Yeah. So... All that's left is to score the film. And Kate, it's your first time watching mm. Super Mario Bros. So you get to go first. What score would you give this film out of 10? I mean... Like, I think I have to go sub five because I don't think it's... A, like, like yeah. critically looking at it, it's not a good film. No. It's not a one because... I, I would not never watch this again. Mm. I would probably watch someone else watching this film again. I, I think it is so really I good bad movie night I'm, fodder. Ah, oh, but there are better bad movie fodder films. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go with like two and a half. Um, <laughs> two and a half uh, try, moments of trying to steal a necklace <laughs> out of ten. Mm. Yeah, that's. I, I I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, what about yourself, Simon? Uh, yeah, the more I think about it, I keep wanting to say five. I don't want to give it... A, I definitely don't want to give it above five. Um, I do genuinely love this film, but I cannot, cannot critically give it a great score. It yeah. just... This is probably the first time in my history on this podcast that mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a low score. But I'm... Yeah. I'm going to give it... Um, 
I'm going to be kind. I'm going to give it four impossibly long bomb walks. Mm. Yeah. Um, look, it's not the worst film in the world. No. Um, that's not a high bar, but no. uh, but even so, it, it it does feel as though this could have been significantly better. Mm. And particularly when you've got the cast that they've got. And the, the cast are doing like as good as they can. I think maybe... I mean, I love... Bob Hoskins from his films around that time, like Who Framed Roger Rabbit and, um, you know, as Shmee in Hook. Like, mm. he's he's doing great work in these sort of films for kids kind of area. But I think he was probably the wrong choice for this one. Yeah. Um, and uh, at, this, at the same time, I think even if they'd had the exact perfect actor for it, it would not no. have, have really worked out. Um, so it's... It's pretty crap but it's 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 enjoyable and similarly i would potentially watch this film again but some way down the line i think yeah. is what it would be so i'm going to give it uh three outstanding fiona shaw outfits out of ten yeah uh, because they they were worth a point all by themselves I, yeah. was, I was grading on a fiona shaw uh above average so oh uh, she definitely knocked a point five onto my score yeah <laughs> like, it was, it was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, fiona shaw i would watch your scenes in this film again <laughs> the fiona shaw supercut coming to youtube soon yeah uh so that brings us to the end of this review Simon and Kate, thank you so much for watching thank Super Mario Bros. with me. Thank you for thank inviting you. us to do so. I'm glad you guys had fun, even though this was bad, and I did warn you. Like, yes. You can't blame me. No, we can't, <laughs> because you weren't in the production team. But, uh, <laughs> but if we find out you are, then oh, we're coming It would be amazing if we found out if I was. <laughs> Uh, for those of you listening at home, thank you so much for listening in. Uh, there's a number of ways you can get in touch with us uh, through the magic of Facebook. Uh, we have a page there. You can like it. You can see a picture of uh, Simon in his uh, Super Mario cosplay, his Super Super Mario cosplay. Mm. Uh, just search for us over at uh, Facebook. Search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club. Give us a like and uh, you'll see things like that. You can also find us over on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com forward slash podcast. There's some bonus extras, some goodies there, so go and have a look over there. And we are also available to be subscribed to wherever you get good podcasts from. iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and the rest. But that's all for this week, so until next time... Trust the fungus. Trust the fungus. Trust the fungus, everybody! You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.